Fun Ideas Productions presents the Fun Ideas Podcast. I'm having so much more fun now. I have let them show me how to live their way. Hi, this is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 244. The Fun Ideas Podcast is brought to you in part by Freaky Magazine. I contribute material to every issue, so give it a try. Hey, kids. Have you read Freaky? The magazine of weird humor for freaks like you. Freaky Magazine is a way-out collection of weirdo comics, kooky gags, photo funnies, social satire, and surreal collage. Fifty-two pages of insanity in the tradition of magazines of yore like Cracked, Plop, and Zap. Special offer for Fun Ideas listeners, get a free sample copy in the mail. Made of smelly newsprint and smudgy ink the old-fashioned way. Just message your mailing address to the slow poisoner at gmail.com that's the slow poisoner at gmail.com while supplies last you remember them from your childhood half for the friendly ghost richie ridge hot stuff baby hooey sad sack and little audrey you read them in comic books and saw them on television and in the movies now you can read about how they and other Harvey comic characters were created in two great books from Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions, The Best of Harveyville Fun Times and The Harvey Comic Companion. Both are available from Amazon. The Companion is also available from Bear Manor Media. They are available in hardcover, paperback, and ebook versions. Order your copies today. Friends, have you tried Lee's Comics? Lee's Comics is better than the leading comic book store. Wait a minute. Lee's Comics is the leading comic book store. Based on arbitrary standards set by Lee Hester himself. Lee's Comics was named as one of the 21 best online dealers by PopOptique.com. To shop the Lee's Comics eBay store, go to eBay and search for Lee's Comics, Inc. That's L-E-E-S-C-O-M-I-C-S-I-N-C, period. Don't forget the period. Mention the Fun Ideas podcast when you order, and you'll receive a free bonus gift. I plan to go on Charles F. Rosene's Magical History Tour in 2024. And here is Charles to talk about it. Hey, hey, this is Charles Rosene, sometime guest here on the Fun Ideas podcast. Have you ever thought of taking a Beatles tour to Liverpool? Well, I host and organize the Magical History Tour every summer, www.liverpooltours.com. But I'm here to tell you about two other things. My books. Yes, Mark isn't the only author. I've recently published the book of Top Ten Beatles Lists, where 64 celebrities gave their top ten favorite Beatles-themed lists with reasons why. And 
all kind of fun stuff. Please check it out, www.bookoftop10beatleslists.com. It's the follow-up to www.bookoftop10horrorlists.com, where a hundred celebrities gave their favorite horror lists. Enjoy the upcoming show, and thank you for listening to my ad. Buy your Christmas and holiday gifts now. Why not Stars of the Walt Disney Productions? Or how about Pac-Man, the first animated TV show based upon a video game? Or the revised and updated Looking for the Good Times Monkey book? Or one of 15 other books written by Mark Arnold? All are available through Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, and most through Bear Manor Media. Unconditionally Mad and Not Just Happy Together is still being formatted and both should see publication in 2024. I am currently at work on an article about Mr. Weatherby and am working on my TV animation book and another monkey's book and a book on Marvel's Crazy Magazine. More on that later. On today's show, we have an actor best known for his many cartoon voices, Disney movies, and as a co-star of Gomer Pyle USMC. Here he is, Ronnie Shell. I do apologize ahead of time for the audio issues during the first 27 minutes of this interview due to Wi-Fi connection issues. I've tried my best to edit this portion so it sounds listenable. Hi, uh, this is Mark on uh, Fun Ideas Podcast. I got uh, totally discombobulated here because I'm uh, flattered to have today actor Ronnie Shell. And uh, I've met him before. Um, I mentioned that... Uh, uh, he used to do these San Francisco State alumni like benefits for, over the years. I don't know how many years you did it. I know I met you at least twice. And yeah. uh, you had people like Tim Conway and Harvey Corman and Carl Ballantyne, Merv Griffin, Jack Sheldon. Right. Those are the type of people I remember. So, and I ran out of. So you I ran out of them. <laughs> you outlived them all. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm glad you're still here. Wow, uh, you're uh, 92 in about two weeks or something, right? We don't talk about that, Mark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be 57, if that means anything. Well, you're a young, you're <laughs> in about a, young, a week, I know, I'm a little kid. <laughs> you're a youngster. You're a yeah. youngster. But I have to say, being a youngster... You know, I'm sure you've heard this a zillion times. I grew up with you because, I mean, you were like in every Disney film. You were on Gomer Pyle. You were on, um, you know. I almost hear of work. Yes. <laughs> so. Years. How many years? 50. 50 old. years. Wow. That was 61. That was before, uh, after The Hungry Eye and everything. Okay. And I did, uh, I opened there with... I forget who. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> who, in Vegas? Or, or in Singer. Hungry Eye? I was open for singers. Yeah. I always, always open for singers in, in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I worked with everybody, all the big singers except Sinatra and Dean Martin. And I did. I always turned down an opportunity to work with Sinatra because I was, I was fearful. He had a pretty bad reputation, you know, mm. as a person. He was my favorite singer, but but as far as uh, I didn't want to know him, mm-hmm. so it's my phone. Did you ever uh, encounter him, even if you'd ever opened for him? Yeah, I met him once in, in the hallway at uh, uh, at Harris when I was working there, and he was, he, he was headlining. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
So you mentioned let's let's move back. Let's go way back. <laughs> so um, when you were young, uh, did you have aspirations to being an actor, or you know, because the early things it talks about is uh, you were a class clown and expelled and things like that. But then you went into the military, into the Air Force. So tell me about growing up and everything. Well, I, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, my ambition was right out of high school. Uh, professional baseball player, but uh, I wasn't as good as I thought I was. Let's put it that way. And so, when I got into the Air Force, uh, I played one se- a four-year enlistment. By the way, um, I played one year, the first year, on a service team, baseball, and then I had a chance. I was always sort of a cut-up and a, a obnoxious comedian around people and so they were going to do at the service club where I was stationed they were going to do a big show and they wanted me to be the MC. and I said okay I'll do it mm-hmm. and that was quite a success for me and and then it just barreled on that I started doing MC work and uh, and and then toward the last of my enlistment I started working with the United States Air Force Dance Band the Airmen of Note quite famous and uh, I was their comedian during their intermission. And uh, uh, and then when I got out of the service, I uh, went back to school in San Francisco. And uh, in my senior year, I started, I had an offer to work at the Purple Onion, a famous nightclub at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took it because it was $85 a week, but that was great for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what it that's when it all started. I, I, in fact, I opened with the Kingston Trio and uh, Phil Stiller. Wow. <laughs> and I became lifelong friends with both groups. Mm-hmm. Aren't you... And then that started with... Didn't you... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, didn't you appear on one of Kingston Trio's albums, like their live album, introducing them or something like that? Too? Yes. Mm-hmm. Their, their second album was called uh, College Concert. It was done in at UCLA, and I did the uh, the liner notes, you know, in the back, oh, yeah. and also introduced them on 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 the on the record. And uh, so I always <laughs> I always said that was my comedy album because it sold millions of records. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, uh, they were very good. We had a great time. I toured with them for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just stuff. I also did during that time, I did. Uh, I was lucky enough to do uh, a guest shot on uh, You Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx. Mm. And uh, I got to know him. I won $600, guessing the secret word came oh. out of the <laughs> out, uh, uh, table. I'll never forget table, and uh, and so that's then. Then from the Kingston Trio, I started working other stuff by myself, you know, and in Vegas, mm-hmm. and uh, then I started doing television and motion pictures, and I was lucky enough to do six uh, Disney films, mm-hmm. which what I and. Um, and then I did, did some independent films and stuff. I did 18 films 
altogether. Wow. One or two were released, but it's <laughs> a credit. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned uh, never having a comedy album, but you worked all those years. Did you ever try, or it never was important? I'll tell you exactly what happened. I was working in Dallas at uh, a place called the... Uh, I can't remember, <laughs> but it was a nightclub, a good nightclub. Oh, Thailand's, Thailand's in, in uh, and that was in Houston. And what happened was I was about uh, to open in, 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 in there, and, and comedy albums were the rage, you know, from Bob Newhart to whoever. Mm -hmm. Who I had a relationship with you know, doing the kinks and truth, so said, uh, we'd like to record you because, you know, you do well. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, well, I'm working at the Thailands, come and do it. So what happened was they recorded, and uh, about three months later, I was waiting for some, you know, some sign to sign with them, and a guy from Columbia called me and said, you know, the album that we were going to do with you would have been great. We hear all this laughter, but we don't know what you're Oh, doing. no. And I... So over the years, you know, you said you did a bunch of TV shows, and of course, Gomer Pyle, and um, you did... I was just curious... Pyle, uh, uh, and uh, Good Morning World. <laughs> you know, oh. Oh yes, Good Morning World. Yeah, so I got that was the, uh, <laughs> what happened. Was, right, that's what. Uh, what happened was in the th third year of Gomer Pyle, uh, I started doing a lot of comedy on Gomer Pyle and uh, and personal appearances and. Uh, uh, and uh, so the producers, uh, Bill Perth and Denoff, uh, who also produced uh, the Dick Van Dyke show and uh, Marlo Thomas's show, That Girl, and they said, "Hey, Ronnie, uh, why don't we? Uh, we're going to do a we're going to do a spinoff. You know, that's where you take a show and and uh, and anyway, they they they, they had this idea for uh, two disc jockeys." Mm -hmm. Radio personalities, and uh, so Jim, I said to Jim, "Sorry, Jim, I'm going to be on my own now." I said in very nice words, "I don't need you anymore, Jim, because I'm going to be a star myself." <laughs> so I left that third year to co-star with the, uh, a great actor named Joby Baker, and we did Good Morning World. We did 26 episodes, and it was canceled after that, and. Uh, <laughs> I snuck back into Gomer Pyle. <laughs> he took me, and uh, so and that's the story of, of, of Good Morning World. It was actually before its time because we were we we came on uh, CBS when they started on NBC mm -hmm. uh, at the movies, mm -hmm. first run movies, right? So. It got. I use this as a joke. I said, "Well, then it, what happened was every Tuesday night." I don't know what happens. Well, she turned out to be going beyond, and 
and she played my girlfriend for the 24 episodes. Mm -hmm. And we became lifelong friends. I still talk to her. Well, that's cool. Coincidentally, the first Disney movie I ever did was Strongest Man in the World. Right. And you know who the star of that was? Yeah, Kurt. Yeah. Kurt Russell, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kurt. So we uh, we uh, uh, have become like I don't see her that much, but you know she really became a quite a star. Mm -hmm. She won the Academy Award for the second year out of out of, out of uh, Good Morning World, and uh, and as you know, she continued on being a big star, and uh, we recorded a couple things together, but nothing big. But uh, I just remain friends with her and Kurt. That's good. That's good. Um, was there a possibility that Good Morning World would have done a, a second year? I, I heard that it was kind of on the fence, that it might have come, come back. Yeah. It was a problem. I'll tell you the problem. Uh, a lot of the movie, and he also did a great job in uh, The Last Angry Man with Paul Muni, co-starred in that movie. The problem was, our show was done in front of a live audience, mm. and he, he never he never could concentrate with with the audience out there watching. And uh, he would uh, uh, it was amazing because he was such a good actor, and here he would, he couldn't say hello. Yeah, I, I went back the fourth year and played the part of Duke, and then the fifth year. Uh, Jim decided he wanted to sing more <laughs> and do a variety show. Mm -hmm. And uh, he carried me and Frank Sutton, who played Sergeant Carter, mm -hmm. with him after uh, the Gomer Pie was canceled. And to uh, do the two more, we had two more years doing the Jim Neighbors Hour. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that was canceled because uh, Freddie Silverman th thought we were Hick shows. One of those uh, rural shows, yeah. Any series with a tree in it. <laughs> right, right. I've heard that before. <laughs> so, uh, but we didn't get a chance to. Uh, that's too bad. <laughs> but I, I've seen clips of it. I've seen clips of the Jim Neighbors are. It seemed like you had some fun doing that show. I had, I had, I had a better time than Frank Sutton. Yeah. Frank Sutton. Well, Frank. Was great. He's a good. Was a great actor, but mm -hmm. know how to do sketch comedy. Yeah, and he was never comfortable doing it. And uh, so, uh, I was given a bigger, get bigger parts than he. And and uh, he went on to do other things. And yeah, died prematurely of yeah. a heart heart attack in in the. Uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. He was doing a dinner theater, and he was in the dressing room. And he killed over mm. sixty. Wow! <laughs> but uh, he was a class A, class A people. Mm -hmm. He drank uh, eighteen cups of black coffee every day. <laughs> and about Nineteen Brazilian cigars. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he's a good guy. Mm -hmm. I knew his wife Toby, and they had three kids, and. It was sad to see him go, but he, he just launched something new. Right. Did you did 
Did you stay friends with... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Did you stay friends with Jim all those years later, too? Friends who? Jim Neighbors. Yes. What happened was Jim... Yes. Jim started going out around the nation and doing concerts, and he carried me with him as the opening act. Oh, cool. So, uh... That was quite a thrill, yeah, because uh, I had a both, I had a both place. It was packed. They'd say, "Well, it's me that's drawing the people," and if he happened to get an audience that wasn't filled, I would say, "Well, hey, I can't do it by myself." <laughs> so I always had some kind of excuse, but we became very close. Uh, he he paid for when I got married. He paid for my. Uh, uh, what is it? You should have a reception. Mm -hmm. or a, yeah, something like that. Yep. At his house. And uh, we were close right up to the end of his life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great guy. You know, I, 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 I've said this before, uh, but um, I mean it. There are two people in this world that I have met, and I, you know, I've been around a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who never had an enemy. One was my wife, who I'm still married to. We're in our 55th year. Oh. <laughs> and the other one was Jim Neighbors. Wow. He had an, and everybody loved him. And he mm -hmm. was just great guy. Great guy. Mm -hmm. That's cool. If you want yeah. to talk about personal yeah. life, that's a whole different era. <laughs> I don't want to get into all that, but um, one thing that was surprising, one thing that was kind of surprising, though, is you made a couple guest spots on the Andy Griffith show, but not as Duke. You know, it's like you were different characters on the Andy Griffith show. I did uh, three Andy Griffith shows. Oh, three. And uh, yeah, they were all different, different characters. Yeah. Uh, as we do it the same lot as and I just moved to the next stage doing mm -hmm. I also was a recurring not very but on uh, that girl oh, yeah. Marlo Thomas I played her agent Harvey Peck yeah mm -hmm. and uh, that was that was. weren't all those shows kind of connected uh, through Sheldon Leonard yes Yes, okay. very definitely. Okay. Sheldon Leonard was uh, the head macho guy, and he was macho. And uh, he uh, he worked Danny Thomas, and they were they had a, formed a, a big company. And uh, my manager, who was Dick Link, who handed handed handled Andy and uh, Jim. And a couple of uh, Jerry Van Dyke, and uh, who was best man at my wedding, by the way, and uh, uh, Ken Berry, remember Ken Berry? Mm -hmm. yep. And uh, so I had, I had sort of an in there, you know, and that uh, opened the doors for for uh, movies and TV. I did a lot of guest shots. I did three Happy Days. Mm -hmm. I did three Patty Duke shows. Mm -hmm. I did. Uh, you know, you name, you name, you name most of the shows: Sanford and Son, Subway. I, I, 
I, I popped up in all those shows. Yeah, I remember that. That's what I grew up with. It's like, hey, there's Ronnie Shell again. <laughs> yeah, because I, I knew you by name, you know. Well, I knew you from Gomer yeah, Pyle, you know. But when you pop up on something else, it's the guy from Gomer Pyle. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, it, it was a joyful ride. I've had no... Uh, no... Uh, I never first-class stardom, you know, like Jim or Randy or something like that. But All right. Um, I don't know where we left off, but we were talking about different things, about sitcoms and everything. Well, no, I was going back over my career. Right, right. Uh, 50 years, 50 years in, in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually I opened for a big singer. Right. They don't do that anymore. But... Uh, and, I I worked with most of the singers except Sinatra and Dean Martin. Worked with Sammy twice, and uh, all people ask me who my favorite singer was, and and I always surprise them because I'm talking about people that I worked with, not Sinatra. Sinatra was my all-time favorite singer, but uh, can you take a guess on who I? uh, no, well, I haven't told you who I work with. Well, no. you name all the... Uh, Tony Orlando, I don't know. And I, uh, I work with Tony Orlando, yeah. Cool. Uh, open for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite singer was Glenn Campbell. Mm. Yeah. I worked with him twice, and uh, I worked with Tony Bennett three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Bennett had a strange... Great singer, you know he's one of the best. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a little side thing that a lot of comics knew about Tony Bennett. He his dialogue when his songs never fit the music. He would come on, come on, and it's quarter to three. There's no one in the place except you and me. Arrest that man, officer. <laughs> Had nothing to do with the song. He did that a lot. And uh, I think I think some of his uh, I think some of his smoking had to do with it. But uh, he was a guy, and he was oh, I went to him three times. And uh, now, how did that I, work? How did that work? Did they come to you, or oh, how did you get booked as an opening act? Yeah, yeah. That, that's how they they come to you and say, we want Ronnie to open for such and such and such. Got it. <laughs> and uh, I worked every room in Vegas except the Tropicana and the Sands. Mm. And uh, every other, and I worked with the Osmonds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, well, you name it. You name all those singers. And it was easy because, you know, I'd do my thing and go watch, go gamble or do something else. And, uh, and, and that that was a good uh, 30 or 40 years of work, mm-hmm. you know. During Did your, was your comedy act I, always about the same? Right. Was your comedy act always about the same over the years? Or did you change how you, your so, style? So... Uh, uh, self 
mm-hmm. in uh, in human beings, mm-hmm. and I I put myself at the right there, and so I identified a lot with the audiences where right. I talk about all the figures that I had, things like that. <laughs> but uh, so so no, I never had a problem. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it. Very cool. And now my career is over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, surely, are you still? Well, I doing... still do concerts, but well, I was wondering, do you still yeah. do like? Uh, I do about. Go ahead. Uh, cartoon voices. Yeah. Do you still do cartoon voices? I did a lot of cartoon voices. Yeah, do you still do those now? I was... was, uh, Not not as much. I did three Smurfs. (laughs) And I did uh, Goober and the Ghost Chasers. Mm -hmm. And I did the only animated movie that Ronnie... uh, What? I want to say Dangerfield. What was his first name? So Rodney Dangerfield, yeah. Yeah, Rodney. I did. Yeah, I played. I co-starred with him in uh, Rover Dangerfield, right. which was a cartoon, and I and and other things besides. I did about 150 cartoons, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and I won a, a couple of awards. I can't remember. But uh, it was a it was a, a living, you know. Yeah, I think one of your biggest ones is probably uh, Battle of the Planets. Oh my God, I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> How did I forget 150 episodes? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I did 150. Yeah, we did it. We did it. We did it. That's where it's going. We uh, we did uh, we did a. Um, uh, two or three episodes every weekend and uh, I'd go on Saturday and record and what Battle of the Planets it was quite it was the number one show in Japan animated and uh, and what we did was we I didn't but they took the show and put American voices in it and uh, I I was a regular on that 150 episodes so they still play that. We did the 150. No, well, that was easy. You just go in there and just dub the voices. Did you just watch the film in front of you and then talk into a mic? Is that how it worked? No, no. Um, it's weird. Uh, uh, the director would uh, tell us what's going to happen, and then we'd just do the dialogue. We never saw the saw the uh, the animation. Oh wow. But it worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, what else? Uh, actually, one thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, do you have a book in your future? I know you did the intro to this book, which is actually a pretty lengthy intro, but do you have a book in, of your own coming? Everybody asked me that. Everybody asks me that, but I have, I'm too lazy. I have not oh. done it, but I, I have stories about everybody. I, I think I can honestly say there's only two people that I worked with who I didn't get along with. 
I got along with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to ask me who those two people were because mm-hmm. everybody else does, right? <laughs> right. Not to although I, uh, I loved her singing, was Helen Reddy. Mm. Who's no longer with us, so I... Yeah. But, uh, and the other one was, who was still with us, Diana Ross. Mm. Her Caesar's Palace and... Uh, not the friendliest person in the world, but everybody else, I <laughs> touch base with and, and great relationships with. Interesting, uh, they were both singers, and no, no, no issues with any actors over the years, I guess. <laughs> no, I got along with everybody. Uh, yeah. And uh, the comedians, I a lot of them became my close friends. Tim Conway. And Harvey Corman were two of my closest friends outside of the, uh, you know, outside of doing shows. And uh, that was fun. Harvey was the most neurotic, hilarious sketch comic I ever knew. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, I became a lifelong friend with him and also Jerry Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke's mm-hmm. uh, brother, who I thought to this day was funnier than Dick. Mm-hmm. And he he was best man at my wedding, mm-hmm. but he's a nightclub sing, uh, comedian like me, so we cross uh, clubs together and stuff like that. And so he had he had the one season sitcom too, the My Mother the Car. <laughs> well, no, he, but he went on. Yeah, to do coke. Yeah, he did have a successful coach later. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, who was a good actor. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, the, oh, uh, Craig T. Nelson. Good guy, good guy, another yeah. good guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I did two coaches, two mm-hmm. coaches, two guest shots on that end. Of, I usually work with most everybody, mm-hmm. except the not. <laughs> right, and I did. I did not. Yeah, uh, I told you why. Okay. Sammy was a gem. Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. Him to work with. Yeah, I did two two concerts with him. Surprisingly, both of them were in Hawaii, mm-hmm. which means nothing to this conversation. But I just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um. Let's see. Let's see what else I can ask you. <laughs> um, I read a whole bunch of things. Um, I want to ask you just about different people you worked with over the years, if you don't mind. Um, uh, you mentioned Ken Berry. What was he like? Sure. You name him. Very quiet. Very mm-hmm. quiet. Very talented. He's a good dancer. And I first met him uh, before I even did anything. He was uh, uh, in Hollywood working with a show I can't think of, uh, of a live show. And uh, he danced and sang, and, and, and Ken was a gem of a guy. He, uh, uh, I, I worked with him. Several times, I don't think. Well, I, I can't remember if I've ever done anything in public with him, but I did a lot of acting bits yeah. with him. Well, I remember the Disney Kenny film, Barry. and of course, uh, you're. I'm sure you're oh, around. Maybe from outer space. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that was one of his big films, The Captain Modern Space. And I was a co-star of that. Right. And uh, with Morgan, who I worshipped, great guy. Mm -hmm. We became friends. And uh, who? Oh, and, and and another very very funny guy, except he would steal material and do it like it was his own. McLean Stevenson. <laughs> he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that, but he did. He 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 once went on. Uh, I didn't see this, but he went once went on the uh, Tim Conway told me he w once went on the uh, Tonight Show and did a whole bit. That was that yours. Tim had oh, a year earlier, <laughs> and he just stole it. <laughs> but he didn't have mm -hmm. funny guy, mm -hmm. and uh, unfortunately passed away in a bad operation. Mm. Uh, so. But I, I loved working with him. And we had a whole set of characters in the cat from outer space. I was the voice of the cat, incidentally. Right, right. Yeah. And I was also, I played a sergeant in the army on camera. And so, believe it or not, they dubbed my voice. Right. I remember that. I was like, I guess so you wouldn't sound like the cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, I don't know if you remember is when we met at the San Francisco State. I got you to sign. I had it just could come out on DVD, and I said, "I want you to sign this one." So you did. You signed something on it. So I appreciate yeah. that. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. <laughs> I remember. You know, I, when we were off just a few minutes ago, I kept saying, "God, I don't remember Mark," but I couldn't pinpoint where we met. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know. Now I know. Yeah. And I'm actually an alumni of uh, San Francisco State, too. I probably told you that way back when, but I didn't mention oh, it. Oh, yeah, you probably told me. Did yeah. you, you went, what'd you study? Uh, broadcasting. So here we are. <laughs> and uh, I did put it to use, uh, proper use. I worked at Channel 44 KBHK TV for five years. Sure. So. Uh, then oh. I moved on into newspapers, and now I'm in healthcare of all things that I do outside of doing these type of things. What 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 healthcare? What what do you mean? I work for the county. I work for Lane County Behavioral Health um, uh -huh. in, in administration. You know, but we I help the patients and I work directly with them and stuff like that. So you know, it's quite all different. All what physical illness. All physical illnesses. Uh, physical and mental. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's quite different from what I've done before, but you know, I enjoy it. I'm just curious why you, that was an interest of yours. Which one? The behavioral health? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so far removed from showbiz. Yeah. Uh, um, well, it's because I don't know if you encountered this showbiz changed over the last few, you. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, you. Right. you know, TV is not the way it was when I worked in no, it. It's not. Uh, yeah. Newspapers are gone, you know, so I can't work in that. And I'm a, I'm an avid newspaper reader. I never, in every city I worked in, I would grab the newspaper. I love newspapers. It's a sad, sad. Yeah. People Read the newspaper anymore they'd right. rather just work it out on the computers right yeah. and when 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 i used to sell ads i used to sell advertising and i'd write for them and stuff like that but back in the day it was pretty lucrative you know it was good yeah, it was yeah, good money yeah. but you know now it's like uh, i don't want to advertise nobody reads the newspaper and it's like where were you born where were you yeah. born uh i was born in 66 in san jose california oh san jose yeah and well, you I'm were born 
you were born where my mom was, Richmond, California. Was your mother born in Richmond? Yeah, in 1943. She's passed, but yeah, she, she was born in Richmond also. So. Did she graduate from Richmond High? Um, No, she graduated. She was down in, I think, Santa Clara. You know, so she, her, her uh, parents had moved to the South Bay, and that's where she grew that up. Whole, that whole area was beautiful, wasn't it? The Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. So that's she grew up. It was all farmland. It was Gilroy and uh, yeah. you know Santa Clara and San Jose. You know, Gilroy hardly any the, buildings. So <laughs> that's what probably capital of the world, wasn't it? Gilroy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much how I grew up. Although I, I did live in uh, L.A. for like three years when I was a kid. Uh, Palos Verdes Estates. You're probably familiar with it. You know, nice. so, your yeah. folks must have had money. Yeah, my dad. He he worked in TV when he was young. He's still around. He's 85. Uh, he um, worked in Bakersfield Television, but for some reason he didn't continue in it. He decided to go into engineering. He thought there's more money and more lucrative to be an engineer. Probably was right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he did make a lot of money because he got into sales and he was selling computers and not just the small, tiny computers that we have now. I mean, the oh. big refrigerator type computers, okay. you know, the big IBM things and everything, you know, yeah. so, you know, yeah. and well, I didn't know smart. we had money, but, you know, there we go. <laughs> he, was smart. he was smart. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, but that's where I'm at. And, you know, and then I started writing books because, you know, and started doing these interviews because I was interviewing people for books I've written. I've written books about comic books and animation. In fact, you're in two of my books, which I brought them here because which you're one? a bit, you're a big uh, Disney person. You, you said yeah. you did like seven films. So I, I did Frozen and Ice, the story of Walt Disney Productions from 66 to 85, which was the period of time that you worked there. And I do reviews of all the films you did, like Gus and Shaggy did DA. And... What? Did I sign that or was I going to sign No, that? this is my copy. So, no, oh. I did, I only had you sign the DVD. And then my other book, which is more recent, and you're in this too, is Stars of Walt Disney Productions. <laughs> Can you send me a copy of your... I work with most of those people that I see there. Sure. Yeah. Back to... I think I... Think I... Wait a minute. I think there's, I worked with everybody. <laughs> yeah. well, Dick. <laughs> Did you work with and Annette? <laughs> wait a minute. I worked with all those people. I worked with... I know uh, you worked with Dean Jones, yeah. <laughs> Dean Jones, yeah. I did uh, the Shaggy DA. I played... Yeah. Uh, a sec, uh, a, uh, I can't remember, but I played a good part. Big yeah. thing. But I can send you a copy, sure. I yeah. wish you would. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're definitely in the book because yeah, you're 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 one of Disney stars. <laughs> now, what was it? What was it like working at Disney all those years? Cheap. <laughs> they didn't like to spend money. Wow. <laughs> I just so uh, I, you know I I would do all these things for Disney and the minimum like a minimum. Wow. <laughs> minimum wages, but uh, it gave that up to to get the chance to work with Disney. Yeah. Uh, the company. Well, I guess you and, liked it. You stayed for about three or four years at least, right? Oh, yeah. I did, uh, see, I did uh, Captain Modern Space. I did Gus. Yeah. Uh, I did, uh, uh, oh, I did a bunch of, uh, something in the Midway Monster or something like that with uh, Jacqueline Smith. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did a lot of, of Disney stuff. The, the head of, uh, 
casting, Bill Shepard was a friend of mine and, and he, he used me in everything. Mm -hmm. and he's no longer there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so he can't use me. But um, I'm down to doing about four concerts a year. Uh -huh. uh, and, and that's enough to keep me, you know, busy. And where do you perform uh, do, typically? Where do you perform nowadays? Seventh year, seven years in a row, I perform at the, uh, in uh, Mayberry, North Carolina. I do the, the, uh, the Mayberry thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In fact, my son <clears throat> is producing the Mayberry m movies. Mayberry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One is in, uh, not uh, Netflix, but the other one, the other big one. Starts with an A. Hey, oh, Apple TV or <laughs> than that. Uh, all I can think of is Hulu. Or... <laughs> you're talking streaming? Is that what you're talking about? Or uh... yeah, well, uh... yeah, huh? Streaming. Streaming. Yeah, you're talking streaming. Um, uh, all... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so I. I did. I did a lot of. Uh, I go there. My seventh year, mm -hmm. I go there in September. They have a, a reunion. They have a big Mayberry reunion, Andy Griffith's reunion. Right. And uh, I was there seven years in a row. I, I, I just signed to do my seventh year mm -hmm. on a live in September. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um, when, when you used to do the the San Francisco State Benefits, how many years did you do that? Ten. Ten years, wow. Mm -hmm. um, Ten years in a row. And guess mm -hmm. what? I ran out of celebrities. Right. <laughs> I think we said that at the top <laughs> of the show. The celebrities I knew, I ran out. Right. And, and I used every, all my friends that, that I worked with, <clears throat> with Harvey and Tim and, and, uh, in fact, Harvey and Tim did my show twice yeah. at San Francisco State. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a great run. It was always packed. Yeah. Yeah. And was that just a benefit? I never even remember. Was that just a benefit for the benefit. college? It was a benefit for uh, the uh, uh, the school itself. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, for their theater department or was yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all coming back you know, to me too. It's been Kansas. it's been a while. I don't know when was the last year you did one of those. About eight years ago. Eight years eight, ago. Eight okay. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I can tell you the cast that I used in the last year because then I ran out. Okay. Uh, 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 dang. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I ago. <laughs> uh, um, the impressionist did. Impressions. Uh, Rich Little. Uh, yeah, okay. And and Tommy Smothers. Oh yeah. And uh, and a cast like that. We well, that was at the end of <laughs> all the people I knew. Right. That I could do. Yeah. And we used a, and Tommy Smothers was hilarious. He came on and did tricks with the uh, yo yo yeah yo yo yeah. <laughs> Did you know that he did that? Yeah, yeah. I saw him. I, you know, I mentioned my friend Dane at the top of the show, but uh, uh, we used to do various celebrity interviews around, and we'd go to like the Pebble Beach Pro Am, 
and he oh, yeah. invariably show up there and yeah. he did his act with the yo-yo uh i never met <laughs> dick over the years uh <laughs> i just met tom so <laughs> i was not a fan of dicks uh, oh. sorry <laughs> i mean i i got along with him okay but uh, he was yeah and then about a year ago at the beginning of this year they were supposed to do a show like in santa rosa and i was all excited i bought tickets and everything and then they were still nervous about covid and everything and so they canceled out and it's like oh you know because i never saw both of them together so you know well uh, dick uh, uh, dick was a, a good good straight man for tommy and dick was a lot younger than tommy did you know that yeah yeah yeah, but Tommy act was the uh, the bum, uh, the funny guy. Bum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he was also you know, Tommy was also the motivator. I think to get him to do stuff. You know, uh, it seems like right. Dick was just kind of like, oh, okay, I'll come come along if you say so. <laughs> you know, Dick was more interested in race or car races, right. and he moved to Florida. I don't know if he ever came back. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw a special, and I'm sure you've seen it on TV not long ago about uh, folk, folk music, and yep. they sort of current co emceed that. Mm -hmm. And I guess he came in from Florida to do that with Tommy. Yeah, but uh, Tommy was funny got funny guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I worked with him at the Purple Onion way back when. Wow. So did you work with them so far back that there is a third Smothers brother? <laughs> Because I think fired, way back when they, they had a, a woman fired, in their they, act, yeah. they fired the the son's mother, uh, the third mother brother when they came to work with me as Purple Onion. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they they had a a third third guy. I don't mm. think he wasn't even related. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either. But uh, and I barely know about that <laughs> because they never appear on the albums or anything like that. So came out of uh, Santa Clara or somewhere down the peninsula. Yeah. And, uh, that that's a story. There, they fired the guy after they went to the Purple Onion. Yeah. And uh, well, a lot of great people worked at the at the Purple Onion. Mm -hmm. And the hungry eye, which was across the street. Mm -hmm. uh, what happened if you did well at the Purple Onion, you graduated a step further at the Hungry Eye. That was the bigger, big nightclub hmm. owned by Enrico Banducci, and right. uh, I ended up doing three engagements at, at the Hungry Eye after I graduated from the Purple Onion. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I never knew all those clubs as comedy clubs because when I lived in San Francisco, it was the red light district, as it were. You know, oh, so, it's like, oh my God, you know, it's like all these classic places and their strip well, clubs, they, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> there were a lot of folk singers. Uh yeah. That was big in the in the Bay Area. And uh most of those clubs would have folk singers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and and it, it was an interesting thing. If you if you did well at Hungry Eye and the Purple Onion, mm -hmm. the next thing up would be the Venetian Room at the Fairmont Hotel, mm. which I did. But I did the other thing, Bimbo's Three Sixty Five. Oh, yeah, I remember Bimbo's. Yeah, <laughs> I, opened, I opened there uh, on on my wedding date, uh, wedding dates. 
my wife and I spent our honeymoon in San Francisco at, at, at the Bimbo's uh, open for Al Martino. He was a great a sing, good singer. Mm-hmm. He never quite made it as big as the other guys, but he was still good. Yeah, he made it into the Godfather, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see if I have any other uh, questions or anything here before we go. Um, if I ever worked for the Mafia. Yeah, did you work for the Mafia? Yes. Wow, tell me about that. That's a good I, story. When I, worked, when, I, when I first started working in nightclubs, other than in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. back east, all those clubs were owned by the Mafia. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in front, but you know, in the back. Mm-hmm. There's always a uh, like I'd go to a club in maybe Detroit, for instance, mm-hmm. and uh, there were there was always uh, the owner, quote unquote, and then in the back there was always this five five elderly gentlemen sitting there <laughs> who you never should hang out with and they were the guys that ran the ran the the well the, mafia treated me great uh, <laughs> to be honest with you oh. uh, in fact one of the one of the stars of the mafia in those days was a guy named Manny Scar hmm. in Chicago mm-hmm. and he I was a favorite of his and he would book me in Chicago mm-hmm. several times so I never had any he, he didn't murder me. <laughs> Did he have the the gruff voice that they always have in the stereotypical mafia? Yes. Guy? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta book him, Ronnie. I gotta get you on the stage. <laughs> and on stage, Ronnie. That was fun. Um, here's a question I have, though. You know, so you had the sitcom success in the '60s, and I know you guested like on every sitcom. You know, we could just label them all, but. Uh, was there ever aspirations to do another sitcom or a star in one, or did you just say, "I'm just take it as it comes"? Take it as it comes. Never had the the ambition to star in a, a long running television show. I just, I just, I, I just like to work. I like to to do whatever came along, and it, it worked out good for me. Mm-hmm. Had it happened, would you have turned it down? Like if you got something like oh, a che- no, Cheers or something? Or... I like to work. I like yeah. to work. Yeah, so, okay. I never turned down any. I don't think I ever turned down a a, a job. Hmm. <laughs> I have to go through it, but, but I never turned down a job. I got a lot of offers and uh, I would take them. Yeah. You could work them in, in between other jobs. Yeah. Well, it seems to me, if you're, you know, I always found it incredible that actors sometimes they're on a hit series or something, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason they quit, and Stupid. thinking thinking they're going to go on to some greater fame or something like that. Like you I took know. a gamble, you took a gamble doing Good Morning World, but I mean there was a reason for doing it, and yeah. you know, you you had you felt no guilt going back to Gomer Pyle, so you know you just yeah. wanted to work. I, I, no, I. That was silly. A lot of actors, like you said, would would uh, quit a show. I'm I'm going to do my own thing from now on. Yeah. And that own thing never showed up. <laughs> yeah. 
like a, a one that sticks in my mind always is the story of Pernell Roberts, who is on Bonanza. You know, it's like, and that's like the biggest show. And he's like, I hate this show. I don't want to do this show. And he leaps. And he did finally have Trapper John MD years later. But I mean, it's like, just write it I, out. It's I, not going to last that, forever. <laughs> I did a dash out on Trapper John. Oh, cool. <laughs> he was there, and uh, but it never reached the height that, that, that he did uh, from uh, the other show. Uh, yeah. And the other one I can think of is uh, Farrah Fawcett on Charlie's Angels. You know, it's like she only did the one year and then left, and everybody remembers her. But you know, it's like how about Chevy Chase on? Uh, so oh, yeah, one year. One yeah, year. yeah. It's amazing to me. It's like because it seems like your whole life. I mean, you did you have you you said you had aspirations to be an actor or a comedian or something, right? Well, afterwards, yeah, I had yeah. My biggest ambition was to be a baseball player. But oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, even then, if you became a baseball player or anything you can't, you, you wouldn't say, all right, I've been a baseball player this season. I'm done. Bye-bye. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like you would continue for your career. I was always, I was always grateful. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's always amazing to me when actors do that. They just suddenly say, yeah, I've been there, done that, and I'm leaving. It's like, you're an actor. Acting is what you want to do, I think. You know, you know. But no, I, uh, I never turned down anything. <laughs> I don't recall. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, as a you know, one who loves character actors, that's the reason why I did this book because I love character actors. <laughs> and you know, it's like I'm sure you did like Love Boat and stuff like that. I used to adore. I Love Boat. I yeah, Love I, Boat. I adored that show because of who would show up on it. You know, it's like you'd get like the current hot stars of the day, and then you'd get the old guard. That wow, I didn't know that they still were around. And who, who was the singer? Who was the singer? Oh, Jack Jones. Did you open yeah. for him? <laughs> I worked for him. Yes. There yes, you go. Harris. <laughs> Harris. We became good friends at that time, and uh, he still he still works occasionally. He lives in Nevada somewhere. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Now, where are you nowadays? Are you in L.A. area, or where are you? I'm in L.A. Oh, yeah, okay. I, uh, I uh, my whole family is here. Okay. I have, Two sons. Well, one of my sons is uh, producing the Mayberry Man series. Mm -hmm. It's just got picked up for another season. Mm -hmm. And then my other son is in computers, which I don't understand anything about. But uh, <laughs> but I do have a granddaughter who whose wife, whose wife, whose mother, mm -hmm. my mother-in-law, uh, daughter-in-law, was born in Italy. So I've got the the Italian strain there. Get all the Italian food I want. That's great. She's from uh, uh, Napoli. Napoli. No wonder you got along with the mafia if you like the Italian food. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Here, eat, manja, manja. <laughs> um, so, apart from doing the Mayberry uh, thing for this, uh, are you? Basically retired now, and you don't do anything else. Or? Semi, semi, semi. So uh, I'm. I do a, a show. Well, Indiana. I did a show in Indiana for three years, and uh, that that still goes. And I do that. Uh, mm -hmm. Where else do I work? 
I saw you made an appearance at some sort of Northern California convention or something. I was looking on your Facebook page. Yeah, I I I, I uh, did a thing recently up in uh, not Lake Tahoe, the Bay Area, somewhere in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. A personal appearance there, and mm -hmm. that that was fine. I was there for five days, and a lot of people from the Bay Area came out to see me, and. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, where was that? It was somewhere in the <laughs> okay. I wish I knew about oh, it. Probably yeah, got... You're right. Orinda. Orinda. Okay, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. They have a, a concert. I did a concert there. Mm -hmm. I wish I, I knew I about it. I, I would have come down. I would have come down for that one, but if it was during the pandemic, I wasn't coming. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. But, uh, if I'm ever around uh, the Bay Area and or you know, like I told you off camera, I joined the Air Force in Klamath Falls. Oh, that's up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, I love I love Oregon, mm -hmm. and I used to work in Portland yeah. at a club, and uh, I had I worked in Seattle. I worked, Spokane was a biggie for me, mm -hmm. so I, I knew that area. And uh, I can still, I can still perform for the masses. You know, I haven't uh, grown out of of of, of uh, you know. I have. I, I'm not stale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so, if you ever have a concert up there and you want a good performer, will you let me know? <laughs> Well, you can open for the Stinkfoot Orchestra. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, I'm sure you know who Frank Zappa is. Uh, it's a uh, but Stinkfoot Orchestra is this group of young people that do Zappa music covers, and they get a couple people from the original Zappa band to be with them. They're actually not bad, to be honest. Uh -huh. you know, Where they were in Portland. Uh, they play in Portland, they play here in Eugene, Springfield area, and they do go down to the Bay Area. They're in Oakland, San Francisco, and stuff like that. And they, you, I think I, they sometimes go to L.A., too, so they just travel up and down. You live near Eugene? What? You live near Eugene? Yeah, Eugene and Springfield are right next to each other. I did it's, a movie there. What'd you do? How to, how to Beat the High Cost of Living. You know oh, I've seen that. I didn't know that was filmed here. <laughs> I had one, one huge scene in that, but... But uh, yeah, I, uh, we did the we did that up in Eugene. Okay, because yeah. the movies that I know up here, uh, there's quite a few movies that've been done in Oregon. Um, Animal House is the biggie for Eugene. Uh, Buster Keaton's The General was done in Cottage Grove, which is close That's by right. here. And yeah. uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was filmed in Salem. Uh, at Another. the actual actual mental hospital, <laughs> um, yeah. and I, I know the, the Goonies was done up here. Um, trying to think of different ones. Those well, are the, the biggies that people know, you know. So the one you mentioned the the, the last one, uh, the but, Goonies. <laughs> That's a yeah. kids film. Was Harvey in one of those? The Goonies. Uh, he might have been in that one. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen the Goonies in years. Did they do a, a second Goonie? No. Oh, okay. You he might wasn't. be thinking of a different movie. Yeah. 
but uh you know it's so it's kind of funny you know before i moved up here i did know animal house was shot up here because i'm right by university of oregon which is where they have the delta house and everything like that and the and this that house is gone because it was decrepit anyway but some of the sorority houses that were in that film are still there and you can drive by them and visit them and stuff like that you know and I don't know how well you know that movie, but the parade scene in that one was done in Cottage Grove, and you can still drive down that main street. And well, it was, was it one of my favorite movies at that time? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember who I liked best, but uh, there were a lot of character actors in that. Which one? Animal House. Oh, yeah. So, like John Vernon's in it. John, yeah, John uh, Vernon. Cesar No. no De Nova is one of them, and I can't think of all the other ones. <laughs> De Nova? Yeah. Yeah, he played the mayor of the town. I don't know if you remember that, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And um, I, I but... thought you were going to say Judy Canova. <laughs> no, not Judy Canova. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> um, and uh but maybe diana canova no <laughs> anyway uh um one of the things that's up here and i thought it was just a prop for that film is the dexter's uh nightclub and uh in the movie it's the club that uh the everyone in there is black except for black. The, yeah the, i remember yes. that yeah here it's just a regular bar but they they memorialize it they have the little stage on there and they have photos of the animal house yeah. on the wall and stuff like that because they know you know but i thought it was a prop they just built i didn't know it was an actual bar but i went to it about a year ago so it's like well, I, wow. I, I remember that that was yeah. funny stuff. yeah so all the, all, the, all the guys went in there were black yes and... <laughs> so i mean you know we have our little uh uh hollywood up here as it were <laughs> so you know that they did different films so you know actually going back to the general i'll say that one the funny thing about the general is i didn't know that buster keaton came up here to do that i thought they shot it around la or he actually was considering doing it at atlanta but they didn't want to do a comedy about the civil war down there. there was a there, there, there was a lot of uh as i recall the general there was a lot of uh uh scenery yeah right is that the big train one that's the train one yeah yeah that's great but the 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 train was outside of cottage grove they still run trains on it to this day so (laughs) and i have i have have an association with uh mr keaton his last wife was a huge fan of mine Hmm. i don't know where and uh, he talked, she or she must have talked him into coming to see me. And and then after he died, mm-hmm. she was still doing personal appearances. Uh, I don't know, she wasn't an actress, but uh, and she said that Ronnie Shell was one of his favorite uh, comedians. Wow, so that, that was quite a thrill. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I don't know if she's still alive, she's probably not anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I usually try to keep track of everybody, but you know, it's like actually, you, you, uh, we, we all lost somebody that you worked with, Norman Lear, just the other day, you know. So before yesterday, yeah. I worked with him a lot. Uh, I did a lot of his his television, uh, you know, uh, the thing with uh, I can't remember. He said to somebody, I, 
I just know that I did a lot of work for, for Norman Lear. Yeah, the one and I his, remember. Uh, partner, Buddy Arkin. Buddy yeah. Arkin, I did work with him. Hmm. I just yeah. remember Sanford and Son most recently because I, oh, I re- awesome. I'm rewatching all these shows because okay. I have the DVDs. So I'm the mayor. Yeah. Mayor of New York. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got some uh, excellent uh, photos of myself uh, backstage with with the uh, what's his name uh, the star. Oh, Red Fox. Yeah, and uh, I remember. <laughs> I don't care now. He's gone. Uh, I was just about to go on stage with him, and he turned to me and said, you want some of this? And it was a cocaine. Oh. <laughs> no, no. no <laughs> well, I'm sure with your career and where you've been and everything, you're probably exposed to everything and anything. You know, it didn't mean you vibed in it necessarily. but yeah. I don't know why I did. I, I never, never uh, adapted that kind of, uh, you know, if anything, I I uh, would have been my favorite would have been uh, wine. Hmm. I still have a couple of glasses of wine every night. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, I never became a drug addict or anything like that. Yeah. Now, um, it's too late now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the hardest stuff I ever really had was I used to smoke weed. But you know, well, it's fun. yeah. I but uh, uh, but you know, it, I I stopped years ago, and now it's legal, and it's like I have no interest in smoking it now. So well, like, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, I start. I smoked weed when it was really illegal. Yeah, and yeah. we would go in the room and shut the door and hide and and and, and <laughs> smoke. Then now you. You can drink it, drink it. You can just smoke it anywhere. Yeah. Well, up here, I don't know about down where you are, but up here, there seems like there's a, a pot shop every street corner. <laughs> also, uh, farms up there where they uh, make it. Or, yeah, or, yeah. So it's yeah. big stuff up here. And I go, damn, If I wish this was like 30 years ago. I'd be more <laughs> interested. But, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I gave it up. I just said, you know, it's too too difficult. And it, 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 you know, actually for me, it it just made me too sleepy. And you know, do you have family? Uh, I well, I have, I live with my wife and my dog. You might have heard her whimpering over here, but I love uh, dogs. And a, we never even covered that. I am the number one dog lover of uh, of all time. I'm a member of the American Federation for the, you know the. ASPCA. Mm-hmm. The if if I have a a thing that I'm really uh, great about, it's it's having a dog. Yes, I always wanted a dog, but my mom never did when I was growing up. And then when I went on my own, you know, the longest time I just didn't have any pets. What, um, kind, of dog, what kind of dog do you uh, have? She's normally I would have her on the show because she just comes on the show. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm surprised she hasn't popped up here, but um, I will tell you why first. Uh, uh, she hurt her leg the other day. She uh, tore a ligament, unfortunately. Oh. And we had to take her to the vet the other night. And oh, uh, she's doing fine, but she's on uh, some pain medications right now. So, and just resting in the kennel over there, but normally she would be sitting right here and I'd be petting her. And everything how, like how old is she? 
Uh, she's about five now. That's young. Yeah. Uh, she's a small dog. She looks kind of like Toto in Wizard of Oz. Uh, oh, yeah. But she's half Westy and half Havanese. It's a little black dog. She's Sounds black. great. Yeah. Sounds and great. she's, well, she's not my first dog. I had a previous girlfriend about a decade ago. She had this huge Airedale Terrier. He yeah. was a pain. He was a pain in the ass, but I love that dog. <laughs> but <laughs> but we broke up, and you know, so now we have this small dog, and I love this dog too. You know, and it's like, yeah, well, I normally, like I, I said, I'm. Pe- if you watch other episodes of this podcast, it's like the dog will be on and stuff like that. But you know, well, next time I next time you have me on, uh, bring the dog. Yes, I, yeah, and normally I would, but I don't want to touch her right now. My dog, know, my dog was like. playing here a little while ago. Uh huh. You didn't see him. Uh no. What? what, what Describe him. Uh Uh, White, um, uh, white dog. A white dog. A white dog. (laughs) He's a member of our family, so I, huh? Labrador Retriever. Labrador Retriever. Okay. Uh, Is he a big dog or small or? A medium. Medium dog. Okay. Beautiful dog. Yeah. She's uh, she's five. Yeah, for a dog that they're good for about what eight, nine, or nine years. Yeah, I think small dogs tend to go a little bit longer. Hopefully, you know they do. Yeah, uh, there's some dogs that can live eighteen years. Yeah, and so I hope she's around. You know, it's just it's heartbreaking that she's in pain, but you know, at least she has the meds right now. So, <laughs> Did you bring her home? Is she at home? She's at home. Yeah. She's over here in the kennel next to me, but I can't, you know, I'd have to go get her, but I don't want to lift her up because I don't want to agitate, aggravate the leg. So, you know, but it was her right rear leg. She just landed funny on the couch and just started going, ee, ee, ee. and I go, what's wrong? Jeez, you know, and we've tried to figure it out. And uh, we took her to the vet and, oh, yeah, uh, we had to leave her there for half a day and it turned out, yeah, torn ligament. It was like, it's that fast. It was so yeah. weird. You know, that's rare, like a sports injury. Actually, yeah. they said on small dogs, it isn't that rare, which is kind of funny. You know, at least the vet said that. And it's like, it's, I, it, I, I've had dogs all my life. Yeah. And for a while, I had two dogs. Uh-huh. For, uh huh. In fact, that wasn't too long ago. <laughs> and uh, I just love they're part of my family. I mean, my dog's part of our family. Yeah. Then you probably know these people because um uh Lori Jacobson and John Provost yeah and John but they both were on this podcast in recent times and of course with John what was that yeah yeah exactly and uh, (laughs) um we John and I talked at length about Lassie and his dog uh work and everything like that it's it's kind of I cannot believe that he has grown up he was such a little guy yeah Uh, (laughs) youthful looking yeah yeah and uh you know it's like it's kind of funny i i I met john years ago you know because he does okay he does signings at conventions and uh you know but it was Lori that i actually uh got in touch with first uh talking about the beatles of everything so and then i kind of went kind of backwards you know very successful doesn't she what she does yeah you can't see it but my dog's right here at my feet oh okay Olive. Hello, dog. <laughs> hello, hello, hello to, dog. I can't see. <laughs> hello, to Mark. <laughs> is, I love her. I love her. Is his name, name Harvey? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, no. Olive, 
Oh, Hold okay. okay. <laughs> Harvey's the rabbit. <laughs> oh, Harvey's. I got that from Corman. He was a friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, what was that? Have we run out? We probably have run out, actually. <laughs> I mean, it was. I, I wanted to talk to you more on this side because it's like it actually the connection was a little bit better. So you know, hopefully, I could do a little editing and cut. You know, some of the uh, parts yeah, where you I cut can, out I there. And the, you know, I can come back. Yeah, but um, no, I, I think. Okay, well, you know, I'd love to have you back on the podcast again. You know, it's like, I know you have stories because I've heard you on other podcasts. I think you did Stu Showstack's show once and you had a bunch of stories and things like that. So I was I was told that we cover this. I don't know no. that I was the, the funniest uh, guest on the, the little the little Jewish guy who uh, Oh, Gilbert Gottfried? I was yes, a, I listened to that. That was funny. You were very funny. On I that was one. told I was. That's how I did my the, uh, Alan Ladd story. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you about uh, next time. All right. A funny story. All right. Well, we'll leave it there just because we're kind of doing a natural close here. I will send you a copy of my book. If you ever write please. a book, please send me a copy. <laughs> and, you know... It was good connecting you with you again, Ronnie. And uh, that was one again, that was one of the reasons why, you know, when uh, Lori gave me a list of celebrities, I said, I want to talk to Ronnie again. I met him. I liked him. So, you know, <laughs> um, well, I'm sure I have a, a few stories I haven't told you that I'll tell you next time. All right. Sounds okay. very good. Well, I appreciate we'll it very get, much. We'll get down and dirty. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, We've had Ronnie Shell on here for the last hour or so, and he's been a pleasure. And I want to thank you very much for being on the Fun Ideas Podcast. And What's the name of your show? Fun Ideas Podcast. Fun Ideas Podcast. Okay. And if you want to see other episodes, they're on YouTube um, or Podomatic, and Leonard can help you <laughs> watch some if you want to watch any. You can watch the John Provost one or any of the others. Actually, the Provost one isn't up yet because that was a pretty recent one. So, Does he look like a man? He, he looks like a little boy with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I suspected. But, you oh, know, he's worry. very cool. I, I love him to death. So anyway. Don't worry. All right. <laughs> I love both of them. I love you. Anyway, so uh, we will continue on and have a co another conversation. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. All right. Thank you very Take much, care. Ronnie. Okay. Thanks, Mark. It was we'll a pleasure. Soon, and pleasure. we'll see you next time on the podcast, Fun Ideas sure. Podcast. So. Okay. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Ronnie Shell, for being my special guest. Remember, you can always watch the video version of this episode on YouTube. Episode number 245 will be coming soon. If you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast, please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com. Become a patron of Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions. If everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas podcast is provided courtesy of Andrew the Slow Poisoner Goldfarb and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2024. Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you and good night. Mm -hmm.